Welcome to the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast. We are brought to you by Guys Trip. Are you planning a golf trip, bachelor party, sporting event trip, or just need a weekend getaway with the guys? Guys Trip plans your entire trip and saves you up to 30% off retail pricing for rental homes, transportation, golf, nightlife, and much more. Visit guystriplive.com and use code FIT, the promo code FIT, F-I-T, for 10% off your fee today. Guys Trip, just show up. And for everybody else, welcome to the show. We do apologize. Me and Tom have been working through some uh, technical difficulties here. Uh, we will uh, get that worked out for next week. I'm actually recording from my phone today. Hopefully it sounds okay, everybody. If it doesn't, uh, well, <laughs> you can deal with it for a week. We're still going to deliver some high-quality content, but... Tom, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy Birthday and all those things, except better because it's the first week of football sitting here. I think right now it's uh, it's halftime. I think the Chiefs have fourteen lines, seven battling out, uh, battling it out. We have a full slate of games, but we are back. Tom, you ready? I'm so ready. We are so back. I have been waiting for this day for a long, long time, and it's finally here. And of course, today of all days has been very hectic for both of us with work, with family stuff, with now technology. <sighs> but at the end of the day, we've got football, so life is good. And football has returned. I was My heart was pounding, even though I don't even have huge implications for it tonight. It's like before your first pick in a fantasy football draft, sitting there, like you know exactly who you're going to pick, and your heart still, it just gets going a little bit, right? Um but happy to be back here, and uh, we're recording late. Third quarter is about to start in this game. But here we are, Tom. Been a long day. Let's get to our show for today. So we have injury updates. Very, very important. Obviously, we're not going to get to talk about the guys playing in the Thursday night game. Kelsey was already ruled out. Uh, but we'll do some injury updates for the week. We've got a couple sleeper picks and a new segment, quick segment at the end, called the Vampire Diaries, which we will get to at the end. So, Let's fly around the league, Tom. Um, and for you guys at home, drafts are now over, and now it's time, week in and week out here, to figure out who you're going to play and what to expect from them. And that's what Tom is here for. So, Tom, a lot of players to talk about today. So we'll breeze through here, starting with Joe Burrow. Uh, calf injury, looked pretty good in videos. Is he good to go for week one? He said it himself. He said yesterday he is good to go, and that is exactly how it's appeared Every report and video over the past two, three weeks has been right on track, looking really, really good. We saw more videos of him yesterday really pushing off that right calf when he goes to throw. Um, everything looks fine at this point. Of course, there's an increased risk for re-injury. The medical literature says about 14 to 16% recurrence rate. But he's a quarterback and he's a pocket passer. So I expect that number to be a little bit less for his situation you can absolutely put him in your starting lineup and expect the typical Joe Burrow production. Sounds good. All systems go there. Cleveland was a top five passing defense last year, so you might want to temper expectations a little bit. But then again, it's a new year. Listen, to use the what, fifth, sixth round pick on Burrow. Don't get cute. Um, all systems go, according to Tom. So let's keep him in our starting lineups. How about Brees Hall? Uh, obviously coming off that ACL tear, um, He's one I'm worried about at least to start the year, but how, you know, we've talked about him basically every week, Tom, but how's the progress and, and what are your thoughts on Brees Hall for this week? And he's, he's going to be limited um, in practice so far this week. And they've said that, you know, he's not going to get a full workload. It's going to be a split with Dalvin Cook, which is exactly what we've expected. Um, 
And we know that the data on running backs is not great in that first year after an ACL tear, and specifically in the first game they play after an ACL tear, they see a decline of 43% of their typical fantasy production and 35% decline in their snap percentage compared to pre-injury values. So I would definitely temper your expectations for this week. It's always possible he finds the end zone, which would obviously save the day, but I wouldn't expect massive volume or massive uh, efficiency just yet in the season. I think we may see that later in the season, but right now I think you definitely need to temper your expectations. If you have a reasonable player to start over him, you could consider that, but I mean, you draft him in the fourth or fifth round, so you're probably still playing him at flex at worst. Um, I just wouldn't expect a massive game, but I mean, he can catch the ball. He could fall in the end zone. He could still have an okay performance, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that's really well said. I mean, you said forty three percent. That's a that's a significant drop that's a off. Big I, drop off. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, and and that's the first game. But for okay. the the entire second, the first season after an ACL, that number is thirty five percent decline in the points per game versus their pre injury. Okay. Still significant. Um, listen, I, I last episode or two episodes ago, I'm sitting here talking that Brees Hall is a league winner, and I still firmly believe that. But we got to be patient. Um, you know, I, I you said you're probably starting him. I'm fortunate enough in two leagues that I'm going to put him on my bench for now. I don't have a crazy option. I forget the other guys. But someone that I think can get me 10 points for sure, I just want to see Brees Hall first. So I'm going to play those guys. I still think he's a phenomenal draft pick. And, Tom, you'll keep us updated this this whole year. That's what you do. But remember, guys, you didn't draft Brees Hall for the first part of the season, for the first couple weeks, right? You drafted him for his upside later. Um, He could always break one. I mean, he said fall in the end zone. Brees Hall's a freak. He could probably break one. But – you know, tempering expectations again, just like I mentioned earlier, the Bills do present a pretty tough defensive matchup. I would start Dalvin Cook, I think, Tom. Would you start him if oh, you had him? Sure. Absolutely. I, I, think I, would, so. I would if I had both of them, Cook and Hall, I would take Cook over Hall. You have to go Cook for this week. I think it's gonna they're gonna lean on him at least to start. All right. Javante Williams, um, now he's one that you always talk about. A complicated, so much happened with you know his injury, ACL, LCL. Tom, a okay, hold on. Post, uh, poster, nope, poster lateral, poster lateral corner. I read your whole article, Tom. Postero lateral corner. All right, all right, poster, yeah, okay. Um, well, anyway, Tom, uh, you, how tried. Is, you tried really hard because there is there are some good report. I mean, again, could be coach speak, but Peyton is like continues to shoot from the you know, shout from the rooftops about how great he looks, he's ready, he's gonna play a huge role. Is that BS? Is it partially true? What do you think for this week? I think it's somewhere in between. Like major injury, major, major injury, but the entire process since his injury, it's been nothing but positive news. And we saw that he did not at any point go on pup this year. He was practicing in a full all camp. And that's really, really good. I mean, I'm, I'm just an absolute testament to his work ethic over the offseason and to an incredible staff that was working with him. Um, and we saw really nice usage in the preseason game. Efficiency wasn't totally there, but the usage was. I think that's where 
Javante, if he has value this year, it comes from the offensive scheme from Peyton, who we know loves to throw to his running backs, utilizes running backs. We know Javante can catch. Like the, the same stats that I just said for Brees Hall apply here. It's not good for running backs in that first year after ACL, especially that first game after an ACL. So again, we're definitely tempering our expectations from what we're used to with him. But the situation he's in may make him an RB2 flex. Uh, I don't know. I guess I would maybe start him as a flex this week. I'd like another at least a week or two to kind of see where he's at. But if I had to, I could start him as a flex. And as far as the season goes, we're probably looking at RB2 flex. But he should get stronger and stronger as the season progresses. Okay. And... With that said, too, I think at least for this first week here, maybe a first first couple weeks, I think P. Ryan is pretty firmly in. He's not going to give you RB1 numbers, but he could give you solid low-end uh, you know, RB2 numbers. And I'm kind of approaching this the same way as Brees Hall, but for some reason, Tom, I, I, I almost feel more confident starting Javante Williams just because I might be buying into the Sean Payton hype, but you know, like you said, he's going to get stronger as the year goes on. And all these players that we're talking about, guys, um, forgot to mention this earlier, Tom published a really, really, really good must-read article. And as always, guys, you could find that over on fantasyinjuryteam.com. The week one injury report, um, you know, that's what we're diving into here. You can try to – you can see the spelling of posterolateral. <laughs> posterolateral corner. I'm going to keep trying. All right. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, he has a groin injury, but I think he's off the injury report as of today. Thoughts on Miles Sanders, Tom? Yeah, he's practicing in full groin injury, which really, this was early in camp that he had it. So it's been, I believe, over a month that he's been rehabbing and recovering from it. The groin is obviously highly involved with anything on one leg. Athletics are performed on one leg, running, cutting, etc. But the groin is on the inside or what we call the medial part of the leg. So it does not get quite as involved with lateral cutting, which is a huge part of running backs. That's more the lateral muscles of the hip that do that. So that's probably why we see literally no drop off in fantasy production in the first game back for, for running backs after this type of injury. So you probably drafted him to be your RB2 stardom with no concerns from a production standpoint for this injury. Now, a re-injury, that's certainly possible. Medical data says about 18% recurrence. We actually, I just three minutes before we hopped on this um, call, I saw that Kenneth Walker, who had been off the injury report because he had that groin injury early in camp, apparently he just tweaked that. So we do know that there is possibility for this to get to um, be exacerbated, but if that doesn't happen, there's no drop off whatsoever in fantasy production and running backs. That's really great to hear. Is that one of the ones with the bigger? Remember a couple of years ago doing all the data. Is that one? That's one of the ones with a decent sample size it's, too, it's right? It's decent. It's it's not like a hamstring or an ankle sprain where there's just okay. so many dudes. Um, but it's an okay sample size. We, but, we'd obviously like it to be bigger, but right. the same the same exact findings are found with receivers. So if you combine those sample sizes, it's quite a bit bigger and both position groups, no drop off in fantasy production. Okay. That's super interesting. So people with Miles Sanders, he's off the injury report and you know, he, he seems like a plug and play to me. You know, you picked him what fourth or fifth round. He's a guy you should play. 
And I just think game script wise and, and who they are, the Panthers, they should pro- I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be amazing this year, but they're going to lean on him, right? Rookie quarterback, yeah, Bryce Young's first sure. game, like they're going to lean on him, right? I mean, I'm a little bit worried about like time of possession because I know they're playing Atlanta and Atlanta just likes to run, run, run. So I don't know how many opportunities they're going to have. I can envision Chuba Hubbard vulturing a touchdown, but listen, you spent a valuable pick on Sanders. Play him. Tom says, don't be concerned. No drop off there. So that's great news for him. Tom, before our next segment, we are thrilled, guys. And I love SeatGeek. We are thrilled to be partnering with SeatGeek. You guys can go listen. You could see your favorite teams. Tom could see the birds. I could see my Giants. Or you can go see a concert. I don't even know what Tom listens to. I listen to country music. Go on SeatGeek, guys. It's literally a free $20 off your purchase if you use our promo code. It's one word, injury fantasy. Once again, go on SeatGeek. We're partnered with them now, which is awesome. Shout out to them. Use the promo code, one word, injury fantasy. You get 20, up, 20 bucks off your purchase. How about the Dolphins running back, Devon Achain, uh, rookie um, dealing with a shoulder injury? Now, I'm worried about him, Tom, just because as a rookie, he hasn't played much in the preseason. And even if he is recovering, I'm worried that he hasn't had that NFL exposure, practice, reps. But what are your thoughts on the rookie? Yeah, so he's, again, practicing in full. He will play this week um, in, in a unique opportunity because we know that Jeff Wilson Jr. is on the IR. So it's it's Mostert and it's A-Chain. Um, and with this injury, this shoulder injury, we really don't see that big of a drop-off in fantasy production because it's a non-weight-bearing joint. Like It does not impact your speed, your quickness, your agility whatsoever. Uh, and and it, he wouldn't be able to play if it was injured to the point where he couldn't raise his hand above his head to make a catch. So not much of a drop-off in fantasy production. We see about a decline of 7% of, of the fantasy points. That's really not much at all, especially in a rookie who doesn't have a baseline. So there's really nothing for him to be compared against. Right. Um, the The question here is he's a smaller-statured running back, and this type of injury certainly can be exacerbated if he gets hit in a way where he lands on it, or even just taking on a, a hit shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to, to body, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely potential for this to, to be aggravated, but from a pure production standpoint, very minimal decline. Okay. Yeah. And again, I think he's good. Yeah. He's smaller, but exactly what you said, um, you know, I think, well, Jeff Wilson's out as well, but I think Mostert could be a really good play this week. They have to give him the ball. I mean, they're going to have to feed him there. Uh, I just don't see opportunities here for A-Chain just because, again, minimal exposure. And I still feel like who are the free agents left out there? Is it Fournette uh, Hunt, right? Fournette, I don't know I would sign him, but – I actually drafted Fournette in two or three leagues just to stash – in, in hopes that someone signs him. That's not a strategy I typically utilize, but, you know, he's a he's a three-down back. He's got a nose for the end zone. At some point, you know, running backs get injured. He's going to get signed at some point, I figured. Someone's going to scoop him up. I don't have a doubt about that. All right. Tom, this one hits home for a lot of people, and this is a big one, and they're asking about it, and it's Cooper Cup, hamstring, and all the articles were talking about how he's going to see a specialist, which to me, of course, he's trying to help himself. But 
my worry meter is increasing on him, but why don't you give us the medical perspective on Cooper Cup here? And, and I think that's appropriate that it's your your worry meter, as you call it, is high. It's <laughs> it's high for me as well. You yeah. never like to see one hamstring injury in a thirty year old. Two in a within a month, that's definitely not good. I mean, we just think of guys in the past. Keenan Allen, similar age, dealt with two last year. Eventually came back and produced very well, but missed a huge portion of the season. Julio Jones, the two years prior, as he entered his 30s, went from pure dominance to couldn't stay on the field because of his hamstring injuries. And Joe, something I've seen floated out recently, and I believe McVeigh said it himself, they are suspicious of something with a nerve. And how many times last season did I say, oh, by the way, it looks like we got a pick six from the, from the, the Lions right here. Um, good for them. Uh, but anyway, yep. how many times did I say with Kadarius Tony last year, someone needs to assess his sciatic nerve? Yes. All, that is what you preached on, the, on these shows. So yes. is that one of your concerns? Because... Yes. And I actually tweeted that um, a few days ago before McVeigh was like, yeah, we're, we're looking at possibly a nerve situation here. So let me explain this for everyone. The sciatic nerve, we all know what we've heard the name, at least we probably don't know what it is or where it lives goes from the low back, extends down the back of the leg. And then it eventually it's some of its branches go all the way down to the toe. So nerves need to be able to move within the body. They have to, it's like, if I raise my arm, the nerves in my arm should move. If I straighten out my leg, the nerves in my leg should move. It's not a huge motion, but they need to be able to move. Sometimes what happens is a prior injury or a back injury or tightnesses in, at specific muscles can make that nerve stuck, if you will. Entrapped is a word that we use. So when you're running, your leg goes forward, right? It goes pretty far forward that sciatic nerve and its branches need to be able to slide downwards. If the, if that nerve is stuck somewhere, whether it be in the back, the piriformis muscles, a big one, it can get stuck in the hamstring muscles, various other places. No longer can that nerve slide when we're kicking our leg out. So it runs the risk of getting torn and the body's not going to let that happen. It knows when the nerve is stuck and it will sacrifice the hamstring muscle specifically to protect the nerve. That's why one of the big reasons why we see recurring hamstring injuries, because nobody's looking at the nerve. It stays stuck, and the body continues to protect it over and over and over again by sacrificing the hamstring. So when I hear that Cooper Cup is going to see a specialist, they better be looking at this. And I'm not saying that the Rams didn't. They have a very good training staff. They Maybe they did look at it, but this has to be assessed. It has to be, if present, has to be treated, or this is just going to keep happening. So that's a long way of saying, yeah, I'm concerned. Really concerned because when you're putting Cooper Cup in the same breath as Kadarius Tony, it, it's nerve-wracking, and, and we <laughs> – we're all kind of holding our breath here. I mean, this didn't really come out that he was seeing a specialist until what, a couple of days ago, the drafts are done. We all took him in the second round. And then just as for the first round, really, um, you know, and just as a human being, we're rooting for Cooper cup, but I'm worried that just the Rams themselves, if he does have to miss time or misses a lot of the year, 
they could just be a complete mess again. But, um, you know, we got to try to find value there. Van Jefferson is a popular name that's coming up. Stafford has to throw the ball to somebody. Um, and if you're listening out there, I like the rookie, man. The 22-year-old guy from uh, BYU, Puka Nakua. What a name. What an absolute name. name. Um, I think he could be a solid pickup this year. But just be sure, guys, follow Tom. Uh, you know, check out his tweets at Fantasy Injury T. He's going to give you updates on Cooper Cup to the best that he can. And, and I hope this doesn't turn it. And I remember, as we conclude on Cup, um, McVeigh wouldn't rule out IR. I mean, that, that's the couple of the things that I read, too. So it could be an extended period that he's out. And, you know, we just wish him the best here. This is a tough one. Um, okay. About halfway through our players here, Tom. Um, on to Jalen Waddle, who it's either a rib or an abdominal. I think it was a little murky. But what's going on with Jalen Waddle for this week, week one? Either way, he practiced in full today. Uh, the report today was an oblique injury. We've seen plenty of reports for a rib injury. The obliques attach right on the ribs, so very well could be both. The Let's say it's an oblique injury. That's going to be very involved with your ability to twist. So receivers are constantly contorting their body to make a catch, but also to brace to absorb an impact. So if this was an acute or acute injury or like just happened, could certainly, certainly impact his production. But practicing in full on a Thursday tells me it's not really bothering him that much anymore. So I don't really think this is going to affect his game whatsoever. You can start him as your wide R1, wide R2, as you would otherwise. Yeah, on the road against the Chargers, who we talked about this last week, Tom, always seem to play close games. It's going to be a shootout. Um, I like every single player in that game, man. It should be it should be an absolute ball to watch that game. And, Tom, real quick, just about a rib of Donald. That'd be something you're a little bit more worried about for maybe a running back just because all the hits they're taking, right? I remember talking about that last year a little bit. Or does it really not matter as much? Any football player it takes on so much contact, like it, it very well could be an issue for any of them. With abdominal injuries, you're uh, don't get me wrong, an oblique injury could be a problem, but it's going to be more of a problem if it's at the portion of the abdominals that are attaching onto the pubic bone, because that's when it is becomes what's what's known as a sports hernia, and those do not respond well to conservative care. But every single report has said his pain is on his flank or on his side. So that's not where the problem is. Um, so I, I, it could absolutely, you know, get re-aggravated. But I think it's been long enough that that likelihood of that is is less. And it doesn't sound like it's really impacting him that much anymore. All right. So things sound good for Jalen Waddle. They look a little better as well for Terry McLaurin, who suffered turf toe. Another guy that practiced in full. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, that's how it sounds. And and this has been what I've been saying all along for, from his injury because Rivera was very quick to say that the MRI did not really show anything. So that tells me that at worst it was a grade one turf toe injury, which a grade one, it, there's very minimal true tissue damage. It's mostly just inflammation, irritation, um, which is not going to be as likely to get worse, but also not as likely to impact power production so the the big toe you push off the big toe it's got to have good adequate strength stability and power so with mclaurin it doesn't sound like those are going to be an issue which makes it much less likely that this is going to be one that lingers throughout the season we know that more severe forms of turf toe can linger throughout the season and can really really be a problem but it doesn't sound like that's the case with mclaurin and 
honestly, I'm not really that concerned about starting him this week. I don't personally personally have him anywhere, but if I did, I wouldn't feel bad about starting him. Who I do have everywhere. I don't have McLaurin. Uh, I have Dotson all over the place. I love Dotson. I... I was thinking if Terry McLaurin was going to miss time, this could legitimately put Dotson in that wide receiver one conversation. I still think he's going to be in the two, but you don't seem worried about Terry McLaurin. Um, but I do love Dotson very, very much. McLaurin, they got some solid receiving options on that team, man. They even got Curtis Samuel coming out. We'll see how Sam Howell can perform with them. All right. How about – uh, Mike Evans, groin injury has been – he's been nursing that for a little while now. Um, they are this week, the, the Bucks are pretty big five-point underdogs to the Vikings who are at home. Again, I think you still probably play him. Uh, they're probably going to be down and throwing the ball, and he's Mike Evans after all. But what's up with his groin, Tom? And again, same – Similar analysis to Miles Sanders before, where obviously the groin is very involved with anything single leg, but not so much with lateral cutting, which is why, again, wide receivers see no decline in fantasy production in their first game after a groin injury, and they only see a 5.8% decline in their snap rate, which for receivers, snap rate can be pretty variable anyway, because they run so freaking far that they get tired that they need to get subbed out. Um, So I, I don't even... I'm not. I'm totally disregarding that 5.8% decline in snap rate. I'm not concerned one bit with starting Mike Evans this week from an injury standpoint. Now, this year, different than prior years, he's not really locked in as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two anymore, but I think most people that have him are probably starting him at flex wide receiver or if they have a, a third wide receiver slot in their league. So if that's the case, I mean, I don't think you need to consider benching him because of this injury. I mean, he's practicing in a full, no decline in fantasy productions uh, when receivers return from this injury. All right. Well said, Tom. We have four players left. How about this miraculous recovery of Jackson Smith and Jigba from this wrist injury? He looks like he's going to play this week. Am I reading this right, Tom? Is that crazy? He's going to play? Somehow, some way, normally this is a four to six week recovery. I mean, this must have been a super minor fracture. Um, and we saw practice God, last surgery week. though, right? Like, I know. That's yeah, no, believe me, I'm amazed. This is very crazy. impressive. Um, he was practicing with a hard cast last week. I cannot imagine that he plays with a hard cast because that's gonna make it very hard to catch with your hands. It so, <laughs> should be illegal to play with a hard cast. Linemen do it all the time. Linemen do it. Yeah, linemen do it all the time. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, it, okay. I did know that, but yeah. still, that, that should not be allowed. But anyway, Tom, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, But he'll probably still have some kind of protection on there, a soft brace maybe, or just really thoroughly wrap it up, which could still impact his hand dexterity to some degree. So possibly we see a drop or two that would be uncharacteristic of him, but it's not going to impact his route running, his speed, agility, anything like that. So as long as he's able to secure the ball, he should play just fine, like not hampered by this whatsoever. The only potential concern would be if he drops a ball or two because he has a extra protection on that hand. All right. Um, Listen, congratulations for anybody that bought the dip on him. I was under the impression he was going to miss a week or two. Um, I I think this week for week one, he's a really tough call on whether to play him or not. I mean, I just made a list of 
guys that would play over him. Like if you have Deontay or even like Zay Flowers, I like him early, or a guy like Van Jefferson with Cooper Cup out. But I might I might take a shot on him. You know how much I love him, Tom. I might take a shot if you have a lower end guy like Jacoby Myers or Michael Michael Gallup or Adam Thielen or even Marvin Wim, uh, Marvin Mims. But I think is this something, Tom, that you could see them coming out with like Sunday morning that he's going to be on the snap count? Is that something that we should possibly look out for, or do you think it? I don't think so because it's not a lower body injury, and I okay. I don't. It's going to take like an awkward land, like how he injured it for it to really get aggravated uh, or just like it, his hand gets sandwiched between a defender or something. Okay. I, I don't, I think if he's playing, they're going to play him how they would. Now he's a rookie with two other really good receivers there. So he might have been on a snap count anyway, until he really right. earns his, his snap share. But I don't think they would limit him because of this. I think I'm going to play him, man. I just love him. His talent is absurd. Um, Geno Smith looks good. They got a lot of mouths to feed there, but JSN is a special talent. Guy I'm worried about. We got three left here. Hasn't practiced, it looks like, in a couple days. We're getting closer to Sunday, recording this Thursday night. Christian Watson, hamstring. And again, it's getting a little dangerous and scary. Tom, why don't you tell us about Christian Watson? Not practicing again today. That's not a good sign. We know these hamstring injuries, they can be aggravated really easily. The medical literature says that if you've had a hamstring injury in season, you're five times more likely for that to happen again this season. And it really impacts the speed guys, the burners like Watson, because the load on the hamstring increases dramatically from 80 to 100% of your top end sprint speed. So someone like Watson, this could really impact his ability to get down the field if he plays through it. Um, but also he's not practicing Thursday. That's not a good sign. We'll really want to see what he does tomorrow and f- or today for the listeners on Friday. But um, if he does play, receivers see about an 11.9% decline in their fantasy production and about a 16.2% decline in their snap rate in the first game back. So we could expect some bit of a drop-off anyway. Um, kind, kind of risky, in my opinion, this week. And I think I... If I'm remembering this correctly, you know, I'm in about seven leagues now, so it's kind of hard to keep track. But I believe that I just switched JSN into my lineup for Watson when I saw that he wasn't that Watson wasn't practicing again today. Joe supports this message no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't take Watson anywhere. Um I was just always worried about him, about you know, no Rogers, and I just don't I think he's good. I don't think he's that good. I think people are overbuying him. But uh, if you do have him, I know this isn't the best news. And then it has to give a bump. I mean, Jordan Love is not terrible. The ball's got to go somewhere. Seeing a lot of stuff. Check your waivers, guys. This is what we're going to do. We're here to help you with it. Um, there's a lot of buzz around uh, Jaden Reed. He's probably going to be their number two guy. Romeo Dobbs is still going to be in the mix. And then, Tom, I think this 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 – Goes into your bold prediction about rookie tight ends. I do think that this gives a little bit of a bump to Luke Musgrave. I think this should help him out a little bit. Um, but, you know, Watson is something to keep an eye on. And, and like Tom said, when you don't practice on Thursday, you start to worry. So always look at those reports, you know, pick guys up. And then, um, you know, another thing, too, that I think a lot of people don't do, and I'm going to give away a secret that I do in my league all the time, if he is ruled out, and you have that O next to his name, put
put him on your IR slot, even if it's an hour before the game, and pick up somebody random that you think can go off. There you go. You got to do it every single week. When somebody drooled out of a game, put that guy on IR, pick up someone random. Okay, I'll stop talking. I don't want to give too many too much advice to my league mates here. But. Just a little <laughs> side note. Romeo Dobbs is dealing with his own hamstring injury, so we'll have to monitor that one as well. All right, so that is also why we're hearing so much about Jaden Reed here. All right, fair enough. Two guys left. Tom, Mark Andrews, who I actually have quite a bit of, and they were Harbaugh, and, and the Ravens were being a little bit sketchy with this one. I think it just came out a day or two ago that he's been nursing a quad, but he keeps downplaying it. I really want good news about Mark Andrews. What do you know, Tom? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it, it apparently has been a quad injury this whole time, which they I don't know why they took so long to tell us. The quad is one of the strongest, most powerful muscles that we have and highly involved in sprinting, cutting, jumping, everything athletic. And it, depending on how, how healed it is, it certainly has the potential to impact his production. We see about a 17% dip in fantasy production in tight ends in their first game back from a quad injury. And this type of injury carries around a 10% recurrence rate. So actually not quite as high as some of the other lower body muscle injuries. What we need to consider here is the tight end landscape. A 17% decline in Mark Andrews production is still better than almost every other tight end. So you're starting, you're not going to not start him. Um, I, I, I don't think there, you need to think too hard about this one. If he plays, you play him. There's no planet where you sit Mark Andrews. At worst, maybe they rest him like late in the game. Who they play? I think they play the Texans, so it could be a route, and maybe they rest him late. But Tom, I would take three quarters of Mark Andrew production over probably everybody except maybe <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson, uh, healthy Kelsey, Darren Waller. That might be it. So again, if he's in, you play him. That's simple. Another guy, or maybe this guy, who I don't love, but last guy is George Kittle. Another groin. It's the week of the groin, Tom. I don't know what's going on with the groins out there, but George Kittle, groin, um, is he okay for this week? What do you think? Um, it's We're still monitoring him, but um, if he is good to go, tight ends are actually the one position group that sees a slight decline in production with the groin injury. We talked earlier about how running backs and receivers absolutely no drop-off in fantasy production. Tight ends about 11% dip in their production and about 16% dip in their snap rate. Again, the tight end landscape, though, that's not enough to deter me from starting George Kittle if he does play. So just one that we'll have to keep monitoring throughout the rest of the week. But if he plays, you start him. Totally agree. All right. That does it for our player wrap-up. And uh, we'll be back every week doing this, guys, talking to you about the players. Tom teaches me new vocabulary words every day. And I learn new things about, uh, uh, what's the word today, nerves. And it's, uh, it's always a pleasure, Tom. So good information. lateral corner. Yeah, I'm going to go practice that tonight. Uh, Tom, I'm delirious, man. I've been up since 5. It's now almost 11, and uh, you know, <laughs> we are rolling here. But okay, let's go on to our sleeper picks, which is going to be a new segment. Tom and I will give a pick or two that we really like. And before we do that, as you guys know, we're super grateful. This year, we're teaming up with our friends at Sleeper, at the Sleeper app. Um, really good sports book app, guys. They have all sorts of player props. You could bet on just about anything. Also, great information. There's a lot of different sides to Sleeper. Use our promo code. You guys can use it on the app. Our promo code is FIT. It's F-I-T. Or just go to sleeper.com slash promo slash FIT. And they will match you guys up to $100 
And I'm going to tell you what to do with your $100 right now, because this one's a gift, Tom. This one is a gift. In the beginning of the show, I said, Merry Christmas. I said, Happy Birthday. Match your $100, okay? Use the code FIT, and then go put a bet in on Keenan Allen this week, over 67 and a half yards, okay? When this guy is healthy, you have to ride him, all right? In this game, totals about 52 points. We've talked about this. It's going to be a shootout with Miami, okay? Miami was the sixth worst passing defense last year. Once again, right now, knock on wood, I hope this is not the case. This could be the healthiest that we see Keenan Allen all year. Take advantage of this low number. I see him going upwards of 80, 85 yards receiving easily. Plus, I think as the year goes on, rookie Quentin Johnson is going to slowly come along. I think he needs a little bit of time to acclimate. Plus, they have been lining up Keenan Allen all over the place this summer. He's going to be used in the slot. He's going to be used all over the place in this new Kellen Moore offense. I'm excited about Kellen Moore. Go use that promo code, over 67 and a half yards. And Tom, we got to keep records of this. Buy someone dinner at the end of the year. Whoever does better, we'll see how it goes. I love Keenan Allen. What's your pick, Tom? I love that. I think that is just an awesome pick. I mean, that game's going to be so high scoring. Herbert's going to be throwing the ball all over the field, and he, we know he loves Keenan Allen. I'm going to take another receiver, Jordan Addison, the rookie, first ever game. He will go over 40 and a half receiving yards. Are you kidding me? That is such a low bar for this talented. Why receiver. is that so low? That's 40 and they, a half? It's, it's low because they want us to have free money. That's why. Right. For the first week, they want to load our accounts up exactly. so we're addicted to gambling. Fine. I'll do it, sleeper. I'm on it. Honestly, I bet you that's what they're doing. So you should probably take a lot of bets this week because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're never going to get easier than this week. Yes, uh, Make sure you use our promo code FIT at checkout. Um, but yeah, he's, he's super talented, hyper productive in college. Everything in camp has looked really, really, really good. They're playing at home. He's going to be the clear number two in this offense. Like KJ Osborne is nice, but he's not Jordan Addison. Kirk can deliver. We've seen him feed two receivers for years. Jefferson can get his and Addison can get over 40 and a half yards. No problem. This one is locked and loaded. I love that. I'm with you. Jamel Dean, probably their best corner. He's going to likely shadow Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson's still going to get his, um, but I think Addison over 40 and a half is a great pick, Tom. All right, those are our sleeper picks for the week. Keenan Allen over 67 and a half yards. Jordan Addison over 40 and a half. Thank us next week. All right. On to our last little segment here. We're going to keep this pretty short, but I'd like to introduce you all to the Vampire Diaries. And I'd like to encourage you all, you and your home friends, Tom, you got to get in on a Vampire League. It's super fun. Once again, it's called the Vampire League. So I'm just going to tell you this week, and I'm going to update you every week, but how things are going, just two or three minutes. So it's a 12-team league, once again, called the Vampire League. We do half-point PPR. So the league is unique because only of those 12 teams, 11 actually draft. And one person, this was actually myself this year. This is why we're doing this. I was selected as the Vampire. I have to just sit in a draft room and just pick absolutely random people that nobody's ever going to draft, fill my roster with crap as the 11 other teams draft. And what happens is as soon as all those 11 teams pick, I'm allowed to use anybody I want. I could pick up uh, and create a team 
based off waivers. And there's pretty short benches, so there's only five players in benches. So I basically have to just create a team and keep a team from the waiver wire. So <laughs> what's good about the league, though, is if I win, I get to steal a player from the other team. I can steal anybody I want. I think this week I'm playing – I forget who I'm playing this week, but if I win week one, I get to steal a player. If my team keeps getting better, I steal a player. When I lose – I get my first or I get the first waiver wire priority pickup. So, Tom, rate my team. I'm only projected to lose by 20 this week somehow, 102 to 82, which is not that bad. It's not terrible. And, again, it's short benches. But here's my squad real quick. When Geno Smith, the quarterback, fine. Damian Harris at running back. He might be able to vulture a touchdown. Zach Moss, is he starting? Is he healthy? Maybe. We'll see. Receivers, Nico Collins. I went with Van Jefferson with Cooper Cup out. I went Tyler Higby at tight end. Uh, and then Michael Gallup in my flex. Falcons defense playing Carolina. McManus, the Jacksonville kicker. On my bench, I should have went for net time. Maybe I'll pick him up. I have Kareem Hunt, Puka Nakua, Marvin Wims, MVS, and Adam Thielen. Tom, I might have an update for you next week after I win the first Vampire game. <laughs> hey, it, it's going to be tough, but crazy things that happen in, in this game. Super fun league. All right, Tom, super fun episode. Thank you guys at home for dealing with our technical issues. Hopefully it sounded okay. We'll get that fixed for next week. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank you for our sponsors. And good luck, guys. Have a blast watching football this weekend. We'll see you next time on the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast.